Hello and welcome to Essential Oil Healthcare Radio. I am Frank Ritz and I have the pleasure of bringing you a really fabulous interview that I've done with Dr. Eric Zelinsky, the author of The Healing Power of Essential Oils. So please stay tuned and enjoy this podcast. Good morning, everybody. Well, good afternoon, depending upon when you're watching it, but I am like unbelievably excited and uh, I have the distinct pleasure of bringing you uh, a really wonderful podcast with Dr. Eric Zelinsky. Uh, he is a, uh, he is a, a, out there in the internet sphere, if you will. He and I had the opportunity to meet through uh, Jackie and all the way back in the middle of 2014, we got the opportunity to become acquainted with Dr. Z and, uh, and he is the creator of the essential oil revolution. I remember that summit way back when it started off and I think it was like in the middle of 2015 that it Mm -hmm. actually finally launched. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you brought together like easily in excess of, I think it was like 150,000 folks from around the world, uh, to talk about essential oil research. And, uh, we had folks on there from like Dr. Papa's talking about, um, how to identify, um, you know, adulterants that are inside of our, uh, you know, different, uh, oils to just folks that were like just doing essential oils routinely throughout their entire home or farm like Jill Winger. So um, I wanted to let you know that he's actually uh, known as being a, a public health researcher. He's a certified aromatherapist and he, uh, he also has the Essential Oil for Abundant Living Masterclass on his website, DrEricZ.com. And he can boast that he has helped over, over a half a million people across the globe using uh, there's the healing power of essential oils, uh, both safely and effectively. And he has a very popular website, like I said, DrEricZ.com. It's visited by in excess of about 6 million folks per year. And he has become a very large resource of faith-based and non-branded essential oils education on the internet today. And uh, he also is married. Uh, his wife, uh, here is a, a Probably not as well-known fact, unless you follow him, which I recommend that you do, but his wife is actually a beauty pageant uh, mm-hmm. participant, and, uh, and she's also known as Mama Z, and uh, they have four kids, and they live in the Atlanta area. So anyway, Dr. Uh, Z, thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. Man, Frank, really appreciate you, brother. I mean, man, when you were starting to tell that, it's been, it has been four and a half years since we first connected, and... Um, you know, it's interesting. We've, we've connected just a handful of times, but it's like every time we connect, it was like we just picked off from where we left off and it's just, we're kindred spirits. So I appreciate you. I appreciate your heart to help and serve. And I mean, you got a really good level head on your shoulders, my brother. I mean, you really do. And people who don't know you, um, at the level that I've gotten a chance to know you at, I mean, you are a man on a mission and you're smart. And that's the thing. And that's, I hope we talk a little bit about that, how we have to be smart in this day and age of just fear and, and, and misrepresentation of all kinds of different things. So it's just, you guys are brilliant. Yeah, well, so are you guys, because it's really nice to see power couples doing, doing what yeah, they I love do. that power couples. And so uh, <laughs> one thing that uh, Dr. Z, uh, most recently within the past, correct me if I'm wrong, about year, it's been about two years now since you published the healing power of essential oils. Is that correct? Oh, actually, um, March 2018, just this year. It's oh, just, wow. okay. so. it just catapulted. Yeah. And um, it, unbelievable. I mean, over 60,000 copies sold in seven months. And this thing is just, it's, it's just taken over the, it's taken over Amazon and Barnes. 
Barnes and Nobles. It's everywhere. And, and it's really just because it's not branded. And so we have folks from all, all the different companies all over the world that are reading it. You know, it's really cool, Frank. I just found out five or no, four, four different publishers around the world. Um, the book's going to be available in Spanish, Vietnamese, Czech, and Slo- um, Slovakian out of all different languages. So it's, it's getting international. Oh, that's so wonderful. That's such a huge accomplishment, uh, Dr. Z. That's, uh, that's really, really, really great for you guys. And, uh, and, I've, and I've read through it. And I tell you what, it's a really great journey to be able to take somebody from not really understanding, you know, but knowing now, I mean, honestly, essential oils have sort of become really mainstream in the last, say, five to six years. And it's really awesome to know that they've been around for many, many years, but people are looking for natural forms mm-hmm. of healthcare. And, and your book does a really great job of sort of guiding folks through, well, what first of all, is even an essential oil and how can we use it to support various body systems throughout our entire lives and how can we touch others with those as well. And so it's a three-part book, guys, really uh, not a very difficult read whatsoever, uh, very research-based and uh, very practical. And so I recommend that you guys get it. Please go get it on Amazon. I'll put a, I'll put a link to his book in the, uh, the podcast show notes for today so you can go pick up The Healing Power of Essential Oils. Uh, once again, by Dr. Eric Z. All right. So let me do one quick shameless disclaimer while we uh, continue on is that, you know, what Dr. Z and I are going to talk about, um, you know, we're in the world of uh, health and wellness. And so um, by all means, we are not trying to tell you to not have a health care provider. Um, that would be absolutely erroneous and also a little on the crazy side. Uh, but always make sure that you do your best research to determine what may or may not work for your family and also run it by your physician or your healthcare provider because we don't intend to diagnose or treat or cure or even prevent any type of disease. But we do want you to understand that there is power in your fingertips and that uh, you know the information is out there and you can apply it and be able to use it for the health and welfare of your family. So let's... So, so Frank, does that mean that, that, that essential oils can't cure death? Yeah, unfortunately. Not. Yeah, there are two <laughs> things that we still know to be... Um, there's still, you know, with the fact that it is voting day, there is two yeah. things for certain. That there is, there is death and taxes. Those are the one, two, th- those are the two things that we can't avoid. You know, my friend Sayer G, who runs the unbelievably mega blog, the greenmedinfo.com, and anyone who's listening needs to check greenmedinfo.com, one of the most visited natural health websites. He has his most popular article is black seed oil, not the essential oil, but black seed oil. The title is The Cure for Everything But Death. And man, Sayer hits it hard because he's a, he's a researcher. And so anyway, it's funny. that That's my little inside joke with Sayer. It's like, you know, essential oils and black seed oil can cure death. But um, yeah, so you have to pay taxes. Um, it is voting day and essential oils can cure death, right? Well, so <laughs> You and I are both men of faith, so we know that there is one thing that can actually overcome death. We do know that. Amen. So, um, so let's go ahead and start off with your history, if you don't mind. Um, you do a, a you know, I, I love the introduction of your book. It's like, I literally felt, you know, even if I didn't know you, it was like, I, I could really become acquainted with who you are and where you come from and sort of your stance on the entire, you know, situation with what's going on out there to help discern through a lot of this uh, mired way of people looking at essential oils these days. It's, it's really mucky and you kind of, a lot of people don't know where to start. So why don't you, if you wouldn't mind, can you kind of tell us where you came from and then sort of like, how did you really to become one of the, the most, if not one of the best pioneers on essential oil uh, information and research out there today? You know, Frank, um, 
kind of fast forward to just a few years ago, really, um, I wasn't introduced to essential oils at the level that I've been interacting with them. And it's, I say that like, it's kind of like a relationship with, with your, your therapies, with the things that you use in your medicine cabinet, um, what's in your cleaning products. I mean, it, you have to really dive deep. You got to get to know these things. Mm-hmm. Same thing with supplements, same thing with your foods. So I, I really didn't develop a relationship with essential oils till about 2013, 2014, right before really we, we met. And my wife's been using them forever. I mean, sure. Sabrina has, I, I just thought they were smelly stuff. I really, really did. Um, and I just, but seriously, I, I'm not going to go, well, I used to not want to go play volleyball or basketball or football with my guy friend smelling like ylang I mean, they'll take my guy card away. You know what I mean? You just don't <laughs> do course. that stuff. Well, and so- What is that smell? <laughs> I know, like, what? <laughs> no, like, Eric, here's some, here's some whatever, Old Spice, right? So, I remember vividly, it was like 2008, um, I developed a uh, pimple. And the same year, it was a pimple, and it was athlete's foot. And I was doing my thing, and I had a pretty decent diet at the time, and, and everything. Like, I haven't taken drugs forever. None of our kids are vaccinated for natural home births. I mean, we're as granola as you get in the suburbs, right? Sure. We're the modern-day hippies. And um, so I went to Dr. Google, and I searched up. Uh, natural remedies for pimples and the first couple hits on Google, which had to be good because I didn't know any better at the time. But if it's got, if it's on top, it means it's got to be the best, right? The most popular. And I didn't realize, and maybe we can talk about that and realize how algorithms are manipulated and can be manipulated um, by really the powers that be. So I went up in an oregano oil article on, on using oregano oil. And it actually said, put a drop of oregano oil neat on the pimple um, twice a day. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. So I went to the store, got whatever knockoff brand of essential oil was at, I think at the natural health food store near my home. And it burned like really, really bad. Uh, I didn't dilute it. I just put it right on my skin and it really hurt myself where I ended up getting like this quarter size um, red area because that's where the oregano oil went and it caused more eruptions out of my skin. It caused me to have more acne and I'm like, what is this stuff? This stuff hurts. I'm not going to mess with this. And then same thing with athlete's foot. I didn't know what I was doing and I saw online, again, tea tree is the one that that's a magic cure, right? And so I went online and um, I got some knockoff version of tea tree. And I'm like, okay, what's up with this? Nothing worked. Nothing changed. I didn't know how to use it properly. And I just really just said, okay, this is something that Sabrina just uses. It's something that makes her smell good. I like how she smells. And I just kind of marginalized it as that for a few years until one of my clients commissioned me to write a series of public health reports on the therapeutic therapeutic efficacy of essential oils. And then it was my job to literally read hundreds of articles, abstracts, and we talked about everything from balancing all the different body systems um, from head to toe. And I was really forced to make a decision and about what are these things. I mean, really, I had to, you know, people, I get get this, especially in the Christian community, like, do you believe in essential oils? Like, they ask me that, like, I, like, I believe in God. Like, what do you mean do I believe in essential oils? I have to have faith? No, I mean, they're plant-based compounds that have healing components in them because that's basic plant chemistry. And so I had to come, I had like my crisis of faith. Like, do I believe what I'm seeing in the research? And if so, why didn't it work for me? Mm -hmm. And that's really what started my journey 
And that's when I shortly thereafter met you and your wife and Jill Winger and, and the folks that hosted the Essential Oil Summit because the Essential Oil Revolution Summit really was designed just for me to interview other people to feature Dr. Robert Pappas. And we had everyone. I mean, we had all the big names at the time. And, and it was the first time anything like that has been done in a non-branded event. We had people from a variety of different companies. So it wasn't like a doTERRA sales pitch, which was huge because every summit up until that point was a Young Living sales pitch, a doTERRA sales pitch. No, this was like, we're leaving aside the brands, we're just talking oils. And that was before any FDA crackdown. People had a very wide freedom of speech to talk about whatever they wanted to, and it got global. And so the thing about it, Frank, was that out of all those folks that attended, like, you know, like you said, over 150,000. I received more than 4,500 comments, and I'll never forget reading every one. Comments and emails from people it took me weeks. And the resounding request from people was, Dr. Z, we, we want you to teach us like how to use these things better, m- more effectively. And I'm like, look, I'm not an aromatherapist. I really don't know what I'm doing. So I actually went to aromatherapy school, and I started learning just the techniques in addition to what the research shares I'm like, okay, I think I got this thing. And so I started blogging and um, it just went viral. Like my blogs, my videos, my masterclass, and then Penguin Random House. And I think this is cool. And I want to share this. And, and this isn't braggadocious, y'all. Like this is a win for all of us. And I hope you guys see this. I, I see us working as a community together. Penguin Random House is the largest publisher in the world. And, and they picked up my book. Um, the first time a main publisher has picked up an essential oil book in over a decade and become an instant bestseller. Wow. What now has happened? Now essential oils just got a huge feature on the 700 club. They're becoming more mainstream and organizations are starting to see them. And I'm not saying my book started this, but my book was a process, a part of this. And, and for what that means to all of you listening right now, especially if you're a distributor, if you're a wellness advocate, or if you're just someone who loves oils, there's a movement. And pieces are being played. The game is being played where more and more and more people are receiving this message because up until 5, 10, 15 years ago, this was pretty fringe. It really was. And even now, some people don't know what to think about essential oils. Like they don't believe in them, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy to imagine that, I, you know, I think it's because honestly that if you have your finger on the pulse, if you pay attention to health and welfare, or, you know, health and welfare or health and wellness, if you follow, and you pay attention to that industry, people are looking for answers and they yep. want, and they want something that can empower them. And so, uh, you know, for folks to be out there when, you know, we're granted, we're going to be talking mainly about essential oils, but just like Dr. Z said, it's like, you know, there's also supplements, you know, unless you are eating entirely throughout the day, making sure that you're maximizing not only your macro and micronutrients, there are so many supplements out there that you don't even know what you need. And so um, it really does require a wealth of information. I mean, I have talked with other uh, you know, providers, uh, physicians are starting to wake up as well. They're, they're wanting to really educate their patients on the importance of nutrition. And they're trying to really help them understand you really kind of are what you eat and you are what you do. It, it, you know, there's a statistic out there with the American College of Preventative Medicine is that over 80% of Americans have chronic illness. I mean, and, and the vast majority of them have to use uh, medicines and a bunch of expensive therapies in excess mm-hmm. of about one or two trillion dollars per year. Mm-hmm. So that means that out of the, let's just say 320 million Americans do the math, 
multiply it by 80%, that's a lot of Americans causing a lot of money to be spent. And so we want you to understand that you do have a power. You do have the, the ability to choose what you can actually do in order to improve your healthcare today. You can actually do something to improve your healthcare today. So and where I also do you start, to, right? Where, where do you start? And, and that's the thing where Frank, that got me, that, yeah. that got me with essential oils. And that's something that I'll give you, I'll give every salesperson a nugget right now. If you're selling oils on any level, or if you're just trying to share, here's the golden nugget is that you get someone hooked on essential oils, you'll change their life. Sure. Because I, and part of my story is, is I was addicted to narcotics. I was an alcoholic. I used to smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. And, and in my world, marijuana was known as the gateway drug. And for me, it was. It, it opened up the door to, to MDMA, to ecstasy, to um, cocaine, to things that at this point, you know, I never would have even imagined if I wasn't smoking pot every day. I say that because what I equate essential oils to, it's the gateway remedy to a life of transformation. It's really easy, Frank. It's really easy to tell someone to put five drops of lavender in the diffuser to help you sleep better. Mm -hmm. But it's really hard to say, okay, you got to follow these 185 steps to lose weight, feel better, and, and get your libido back. So you want to get someone a quick win. Again, for those wellness advocates out there, anyone who really is looking to make this a business, you get people quick wins. You encourage them, whatever it is, ask them, like, what are you battling? What are your symptoms? What's the thing that's really aching? Don't, don't focus on these incurable diseases. I mean, focus on a quick win, aches, yep. pains, headaches, whatever it might be. You get someone a quick win that gets them off of the drugs that they don't want to be taking, and they are going to be changed for life. Not only will they be customers for life, but they're going to buy into this idea that, yes, they can do something for their body. And next thing you know, they're going to be like, okay, what about this? What about that? And they're going to start DIYing. They're going to start putting air filters in their home. They're going to get reverse osmosis. They're going to change every aspect of life. And that's what I want to encourage y'all is I really don't know of anything that is as easy to use to give someone an immediate reaction, a positive reaction that, could, that can create a cascade of life change. And and I've seen it time and time and time again. Yep. So it's just a matter of just to echo what he's saying. It's just a matter of like open the door for them, help them walk through, answer their questions, help them feel comfortable about it. Because honestly, we, we want to treat people like treat people like people and not treat them like numbers anymore. You know, I have a background as a physician assistant and quite honestly, I, I made it my goal to make sure that all of my patients felt like they were actually appreciated and loved. And quite honestly, yes, I had a, clinic schedule. And I still yep. saw those folks yep. every 15, 20 minutes. But the thing was, is that normally I would easily blow through that 20 minutes and see them for maybe 45 minutes at a time. Yep. Yep. And then I would have to walk out and be like, I am so sorry, but this conversation had to happen. So come on in. And then I would have the same conversation with the next patient. So quite honestly, <laughs> it's like a matter of like just really looking into healthcare the way that it needs to be. So I, I applaud you in that, Dr. Z. It's true. It's Essential oils can be the catalyst to actually really open up their minds to be able to really look at the healing ability of everything that is out there to start with essential oils. So moving on to, you know, let's, let's talk about your book a little bit. Let's dive into that. So I see, you know, of course, me being the, the geek that I am, the science geek that I am, I'm a self-proclaimed science geek. I love to actually go to the references 
before I actually even really start reading the book. And so I dove, in, <laughs> I dove into the references of your book and it looks like, guys, it's well-versed. I mean, he has, um, you know, peppered throughout the entire reference line or excuse me, reference guide in the back of his book is probably at least dozens of research articles that, that oh, hundreds, yeah. oh, hundreds. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how it, it the ability. Is. so where did you start with that? Where did, where did you know to like, look for those research articles and things like that? To, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta give you a secret. I, I gotta share something. Um, I, I try not to say, say, say this too much because people don't know how to understand this, but one of my research, men, one of my research mentors in, um, chiropractic school, his father was like the grandfather of chiropractic research. Like mm-hmm. he was the man. I mean, my, my research mentor was, um, third generation. And he told me something his dad always told him, like, look, it, whenever you publish an article, have at least 50 to 80 references. That way, the peer reviewers won't be so hard on you. It just looks like it is, it is credible. So I, I am always, and again, everything's accurate, but I will always err on the side of over-referencing um, just to make it super abundantly clear that we ain't making this stuff up, y'all. Like this is very heavily evidence-based, fact-checked, and everything on my website, our masterclass, our books, our next book even has more. I mean, our book's coming out next May, The Essential Oils Diet, because that is a very controversial topic of how to ingest essential oils and use them to um, reach an ideal weight and and balance a lot of the biomarkers that cause people to be obese and all these things. And so we got to open up the floodgates. So I, again, I'm a trained public health researcher. So that's what I did at school. Like I, I did not go to school to become a clinician. I went to school. Well, initially I did until I fell in love with research and I took the research track. Yeah. And I actually studied at, um, at Emory University, which is right across the street from the CDC for a season to really learn some fundamental public health. Um, you know, everything from biostats, epidemiology and all that stuff. Like you got to learn. You know, you got to learn the basics. And so what I took was I took my public health background and I just live and breathe in PubMed. Like I know how to use PubMed where a lot of folks don't. And I just pulled my research directly from medical institutions, um, peer-reviewed studies, journals. I'm not, you know, quoting your favorite mommy blogger or doctorblogger.com. I'm just not because no offense to them, but that doesn't ride. And that also doesn't jive with the publisher, which is something I really appreciate about working with Random House is like, look, everything has to be evidence-based, especially about essential oils. We know we're going to get some flack for this book. We got to make sure it's solid. And so not only that, Frank, but one thing people don't realize too, unless they go to the, the acknowledgement section of the book, it's been peer-reviewed. And that's something that I don't know of anyone. And to me, it was obvious. It's like everything I've ever done in the, in the research space has been peer reviewed. It has to go through a two to three to four stage peer review process. So I gave my manuscript to not only my aromatherapy instructor, my mentor, but aromatic medicine practitioners, cosmetic formulators and other folks to get, make sure this is accurate. And I got to say, I had to change a lot of stuff in the book, which is good. I mean, I'm not perfect. I don't know anyone that's perfect. Yeah. And so I submitted the manuscript to multiple professionals and it came out and I feel in a, I'm just, it came out in such a way where I don't want to say it's bulletproof, but at least we know it's the best information that we have available to us in 2018. And unless chemistry changes, I don't think, I don't think it's going to change much in the next five, 10, 15 years. 
So that really is the impetus behind the book is something that is not tied to any brand. So we can make, um, we, we, we can make comments and talk about things that maybe someone can't if I were tied to a brand. And so that's opened up, again, all other floodgates because there's a lot of research out there that talk about a lot of things that, unfortunately, people are censored. And I'm like, look, I'm going to be that guy. And, you know, something that I think is interesting to note where there were several of us that used to do this back in, you know, 2014, 2015, 2016. And as far as I know, I don't know literally of any researcher, even any chemist now, that doesn't sell their own oil or promote another brand. And I kind of feel like I'm the last guy standing. And so, you know, I feel it's interesting because um, I, a friend of mine, I call it, he sold out, but he ended up, he's on a medical advisory team for one of the big companies. I'm like, oh, I'm the last one. So with that said, I just appreciate us working together as a community because we are in this for the good. Aromatherapists, bloggers, distributors, researchers, chemists like myself, we really need to stick together and get this message out. We, and it's, that's important. It really is important. Well, one thing that a lot of folks may not know, but, uh, you know, going through my even pharmacology coursework when I was becoming a PA is that, yep. you know, a lot of our modern medicines, I, I heard one statistic uh, from, a, from a fellow practitioner that 300 of our modern medications actually have a basis in plant therapy. And then what yep. happens is that they just add subgroups and add different things on it to get a desired effect in the body. And so a lot of our anesthetics these days, yep. uh, you know, with people who are doing various minor and major procedures uh, still have belladonna as its, as its basis. And so mm-hmm. I really want people to be aware that, you know, there is not something that you need to be super fearful of because mm-hmm. these have been used for literally hundreds to thousands of years. This is not yeah. something that is, you know, new. It might be new to you because we live in an information age. We live in an opportunity mm-hmm. where at my fingertips I can pull up my phone and I can go uh, itchy scalp, essential oils, itchy scalp, and I can get like a bunch of different, you know, recipes and, and some sciences, if you will, that are peppered throughout there. But I really wanted to make sure that we spoke about that, and I appreciate you, you know, talking about that, Doctor Z, about how we need to make sure that everything that we do is evidence based. We don't want to just, you know, believe, um, you know, anything that we see out there. You got to make sure that these things are well researched. Uh, anecdotal data does go a long way, and I really do believe in the power of anecdotal data and oh yes, testimony. But the yes. fact of the matter is, is that yep. we want to make sure that there is sound research going on as well, because we really have, I think. You know, you would know better than anybody, but I'd say that we have really, the, the industry has taken a huge step in starting to really scratch the surface on essential oil research. And, and the thing about it too, and this is something that I wanted to praise people for sharing their story. Um, most people don't re- recognize the process of research, how it really works. You have to get a research proposal approved by an institutional review board, also known as an IRB. Basically, whatever organization, whether it's a university a nonprofit or, or, or a legit research institution that's independent of any university or medical institution. Um, this IRB is the only goal, the only goal of the IRB, well, not only, but the main goal, the primary purpose of the IRB is to make sure that the study is valid and it will not cause harm. 
and, and they then pinpoint and they dissect every aspect of the study because there's no reason to put a person in danger yeah. at all. And it has to be, there has to be good reason to believe that the theory that is being proposed is actually going to be fulfilled, right? So again, we're talking about essential oils curing death. Um, I, we go through an IRB system. We're like, yeah, we believe that essential oils can cure death. And here's why. Well, no one is going to allow you to slather essential oils on a corpse. I mean, yep. that's never going to be approved. I mean, as the extreme. But here's a point. Without testimonials, like, but then what if we do have a testimonial, right? What if we get 5,000 documented testimonials of someone pouring essential oils on people and like Jesus and Lazarus, hallelujah. Well, that will give that IRB reason to say, okay, um, there's something to this, right? Again, this is extreme, but that's exactly how this works. So we need, and I, I hate the word anecdotal because it's been bastardized as sub, it's been bastardized as subpar. Um, sure. It is. It is so critical to the evidence-based pyramid where um, the pinnacle, the pinnacle of research is aren't random controlled trials, y'all. Like, by the way, RCTs are a waste, oftentimes a waste of time because no one lives in an antiseptic controlled environment. There's always things, always factors. The best, right? I mean, the best research we have available are, are meta-analyses of someone, you know, like myself, spending hours, hundreds and thousands of hours going through all the data and with peer reviewers and other collaborative coming to conclusions based off of all research, including random controlled trials, case studies, anecdotal, right? So anyway, I absolutely want to see more people share their story because it needs to, because until we start getting these stories published, we're not going to have a basis for animal trials. And then if we don't have a basis for animal trials, we're never going to have a basis for human trials. And that's the one thing that we don't have are a lot of human trials in the essential oil space. Yep. So, so we pull what we can. And so one thing too, I think it's really important, Frank, is what you said is not only are a lot of medicines still steeped in, in homeopathic and, and phytochemical research, but it's like, where do people think aspirin came from? I mean, it's not like a chemist woke up one day having a vivid dream and, and a vision of the Lord saying, hey, let's, no, no. They, they took the chemical structure directly from Willow and just created their own version in a shiny, happy pill. And that's what we got to realize. Like, I don't know of any drug, literally, I don't know of any drug that is independent of the chemical compounds that we have from plants. So essential oil chemistry is the basis for all pharmaceuticals that I know of. I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do not know of any pharmaceutical that was birthed in a vacuum without some sort of inspiration from what's out there in nature on, on any level. And of course, the version, you know, the reason why synthetics don't work versus the natural, we can talk about that. But yeah, this ain't hocus pocus. I mean, it really is. And once I started understanding this, and to me, I didn't get a lot of this, Frank, until I studied aromatherapy. I mean, really, my, my research background, my background as a primary care physician didn't teach me this. You know, myself, myself research background as a nutritionist and, and just someone who wanted to follow a natural lifestyle. I didn't learn about this stuff until I really studied aromatherapy and I was challenged. And folks don't realize what real aromatherapy is. Um, a lot of stuff that you see online isn't real aromatherapy. I mean, aromatherapy will shock you. We're talking suppositories, anal suppositories. We're talking doses in a way that are designed to literally trigger the body to do a variety of different mechanisms. It's like 
plant medicine in its highest concentrated form. Um, what we think of aromatherapy is just a watered down version of just using smelly stuff. And that's not what this is. It really isn't. Yeah. I, uh, I love how you said that about how everything has to be inspired because like, honestly, Louis, I look out, I'm actually, if you guys don't see it, like it's, uh, we're getting some really great fall color change right now. Um, granted we had some storms that came through a blue, a lot of the trees, leaves off and they're on the ground now, but I'm looking out here and just going, look at the world that we are yep. blessed with. Look at the, look at the Psalm 19 world that we are blessed Amen. with. That absolutely inspires us to say, you know what? There are answers out there and that we can absolutely do things that are going to benefit one another. And so I, uh, I urge you to take a look at, uh, you know, the research and make sure that you also get your testimonials from friends because quite honestly, uh, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's like easily the best data that we actually have are where people looked at cases, you know, thousands upon thousands of cases and just drew conclusions from that. So metadata analysis is absolutely probably our best way of actually receiving this, this form of data. And, you also, and if you don't know how to use, where do you start, right? Yeah. If you don't know what to do, where do you start? You ask your friends. And if you get 15 people saying the same thing about the same oil, that's a good indication of where to start. So if people, there is no reason to be afraid and there is no reason to be unsure, right? I mean, that's the perfect place to start is asking somebody, yeah. someone that you trust. I mean, really, at the end of the day, someone that you know that's struggling with the same thing that you're struggling with, like, what did you do, right? I mean, that's, the, that's your baseline. Yeah, we have, we have faith-based learning. I mean, that's how we are as human beings. Yep. And, uh, and so it, it requires that, you know, I mean, it's not like I was able to just jump up on a bike and get it. You know, somebody had to show me how to actually work the pedals and keep my balance and, you know, realize how to do that before I could actually get it on my own. And so, you know, it, it, you are absolutely correct. I mean, we'll circle back around from where you started. This is a community effort here. You know, yes. this is not something that requires you to think that you are alone in this journey. Uh, there is somebody who can absolutely show you a great place to start, of course. Yes, go to the go to online. You know, it's a really wonderful place to start, but you'd be surprised at exactly, you know, my feeling today is that there are more people who are aware of essential oils actually even being out there than there are yep. about people who have never even actually heard of essential oils. It's not the same case as it was maybe five years ago. Can you no. highlight a little bit more about your experience on that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and the on the flip end, the awareness has caused a an influx of adulteration. And like Dr. Pappas has told me in the interviews when I interviewed him for both my telesummits, like 75 plus, I would even say now 80% of all the oils on the market are adulterated. Mm. So you go to these big box stores. Now I'm going to bed, oh, what are they called? Um, um, not Bed Bath & Beyond, Bath & Body Works. And there's a huge sign that says essential oil diffusers. They don't have essential oils in their little wall plugins, y'all. I'm telling you, it is not what you think it is, but they're basing, they, they're basing their marketing off of the success. And I'm telling you, this is something that is absolutely true. At the success at the hands of the distributor. The mm -hmm. reason we are here today is because of network marketing, 100%. 20 years ago, aromatherapy was absolutely fringe. It was absolutely fringe. And, and my aromatherapy um, instructor told me, like, it wasn't until the distributor got essential oils into the church. This is what she told me. It wasn't until essential oils got accepted into the church as a whole, the Christian community, that it, didn't be, it, it then became acceptable to spread. Because, and I'll say, we were recently featured on the 700 Club two mm -hmm. months ago. And the comments, 
that we received on Facebook were quite shocking. People saying devil oil, snake oil, you believe in this voodoo medicine. I'm like, this is on CBN, Christian Broadcasting Network, the largest Christian stage in the world, and we're sharing our faith in Christ, sharing the evidence-based research behind essential oils, and our brothers and sisters are, are still blinded by the enemy. And I'll say this, blinded by the enemy to believe this is devil oil. And so once, especially in America, once something gets accepted in the, in the community, because again, most Americans identify themselves as Christian, once something gets identified as accepted in the Christian community, it gets mainstream relatively quick. Sure. And so I thank every single person out there. And for those of you who are wellness advocates who sell essential oils, I feel you're on the front lines. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm very blessed. Sometimes I, I look at what I do in my home office, all the videos and speak. I feel like I'm a general in a war and, and I'm not on the front lines. And when I go speak and when I'm, and I'm, I'm signing books, you know, I was just at the doTERRA convention, um, speaking at a pre-event conference and signing books and hundreds of people hugging on me and crying on my shoulder. And I'm like, you know, thank you so much for what you're doing because you're spreading this message. So every one of you that do this, that, that have a team or, or even if you don't have a team, even if you just share it with your pastor or, or someone that you love, thank you. Because this really has been and will continue to only be a grassroots movement. And we need to be careful. We need to be careful that the devil, the enemy of our soul, masquerades as an angel of light. And we see that in the essential oil space with fake synthetic essential oils that we know that have been linked to disease. Absolutely. Neurocognitive disorders. Why do we think so many children are battling learning disabilities right now? I mean, do we just think autism was just invented? Yeah absolutely linked to synthetic fragrances. The research is clear with the other diseases linked to synthetic fragrances. And that's what's happening is we could go into some of the, you know, the pharmacology behind it, but the bottom line is that God has not given our body the ability to interact with these chemicals. Mm-hmm. He's given our body the receptors and this lock and key mechanism to interact with proper nutrition, with essential oils, with plant-based compounds that we find in herbs and supplements, not fake stuff. So our body doesn't know what to do. So when you put yourself in a situation where you're inhaling or using or applying on your skin or ingesting a fake essential oil, it's like a neurological insult. The body doesn't know what to do with it. It's like a virus. It's like a disease. So it compromises your immune system. And so I cover why people's metabolisms are absolutely upside down right now and they're gaining weight and they don't know why. Well, it's you're like toxic overload. You don't even realize it. So to say this, like my gratitude and thanks for everyone listening who really do this work and you, Frank, and your wife, I mean, you guys have been pioneering this for several years now and thank you because we literally are helping change the paradigm and it's exciting. It is. And we can't. And with that being said, you know, we have to remain courageous and we have to remain willing to accept, you know, a lot of discernment in terms of or I should say a lot of like criticisms, because, you know, this is something that we are going against the grain. It's it's almost wild that, you know, I have a friend who is a uh, he's a GI doctor and uh, and he actually was seeing some patients and, you know, they really just. Patients, by and far, people, by and far, our United States culture, by and far, just does, doesn't simply understand food. And that is so foundational, but it leads to so many different things. Like, we are dynamic creatures, 
And like we absolutely require in a positive input in many different things for us to get the determined gain that we want. You know, weight loss is, is, is one small aspect of overall fitness. I've seen people who have died of cancer, who've never smoked a cigarette in their life. Yep. You know, and they've died of they died of lung cancer. So we need to be able to be willing to really look in a very natural way. This doesn't this shouldn't seem like completely unbiased, right? Like think about it in the 1600s. If somebody had a problem, what did they do? They had to support their body to actually get over the issue at hand. They didn't have the ability to go walk into an urgent care and go get a medication to help them feel better. You know, we, we badly, I mean, I could easily talk about how we badly abuse medications because we're looking for removing the symptomatology of things rather than actually looking for these root causes and, and the real hey, reason. Hey, can I, can I comment on that? Absolutely. Because I want to hear you. Okay. I want to hear you. I want to hear your response, Frank, as a PA, because this is, I, I love, I love reading this part of my book. This is from page 11 of my book because you know why I read this? Because you'd think I'm making it up. Like this is why you have to quote sometimes because I couldn't make this up if I, if I wanted to. Like this is beyond my wildest dreams. Like here, here, this, here. I, I want your response to this. Okay. A med report. A meds, again, this is Healing Power of Essential Oils, right? A Medscape report shares a shocking story of one physician who blames patients for the misuse of medical treatments because of the sheer volume of people who, quote, flood urgent care centers seeking care for run-of-the-mill ailments such, such as simple ankle sprains, sore, um, sore throats, or diarrhea for one day, sunburns, and the list goes on. This physician says none of us would even consider seeing a doctor for such common and trivial matters. I see about 50 patients a day, and easily 75% of them have no business seeing a physician, and 80% of those are expecting antibiotics. Like, can you confirm that was your experience? What was your experience like? So it is a very a la carte way of going to see a, a healthcare provider these days. I would offer to you that a lot of these things like we're okay, you know, like it's, it's okay for you to come and see us. I, I am not as maybe mm -hmm. ironclad as this physician is. Um, I have no problem with you coming and see me because a lot of it ends up being patient education. Yep. A lot of it ends up being like, okay, so you sprained your ankle. Well, how did we do it? Let's make sure that we didn't do anything more significant. And then how can I teach you how to be able to handle this, you know, in the past? This might be the first time this person's ever gotten an ankle sprain. And so I give benefit of the doubt as this might be the first time that something has actually happened to you. We can't assume that everybody has broken a bone. I'm 40 years old and I still have never broken a bone in my body. And I was mm -hmm. in the army for, uh, you know, over a decade. And mm -hmm. I never broke a bone in my body. So mm -hmm. um, if I had that experience of that sudden onset of pain because I broke a bone, I'm going to tell you right now that I also would be one who would have to go to an orthopedic doctor likely and go, I've never done this before. You know, how do I, how yes. do I even deal yes. with it? I would so, anyway, I say all that. <laughs> I'm breaking bones. I'm right there with you. I say all that because you're right. We're spending a lot of money on a la carte medicine for a lot of things that people could feel empowered with to be able to try to at least start addressing the first aid aspect of a yes. lot of these concerns before they go see a primary care physician because of it. You know, it's like if these sorts of things, we used to use a lot of manuals when I was in the army, we used to say mm -hmm. like, if these symptoms do not get better over the course of however long, depending upon whatever the ailment was, that's when you go seek 
you know, a yep. primary care physician to go dive into it a little bit deeper. And so I would offer to you that, yes, it is important that we take power, uh, once again, of understanding our own bodies and being able so, to say, you know, what do we need to do? And then where yeah. does that red flag finally go up? And then we go see our healthcare provider for that reason. And to me, that's where essential oils give people that initial first step. So whether it is an ankle sprain or a sore throat or diarrhea, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. And you're not running for, like he said, the care, you know, the run of the mill things. Like, again, when I had an argument with my car door and I had eight stitches on my forehead, I, I wasn't going to put lavender on that and pray over myself. I mean, it was bad. It was a bad gash. And I realized I needed medical attention. But to me, you said something that, that triggered me to want to read that because it, it's really all about us getting back into control where we know how to cook again. We know how to grow food if we wanted to. We know how to make our own products. We know how to take care of our children if they have a fever or if they're not feeling too well. There is a level where that has been stripped from us. And I feel the system has enabled us. It's a very codependent relationship that ultimately is, is, is sucking people dry of finances, of empowerment. And then they're like, well, I can't do anything. Like I, I can't tell you what it meant to me to see my wife with our baby with a 104 temperature, know exactly what to do and have my baby be completely fine the next day. Where for me, I would have freaked out, took the kid to the urgent care. And again, I'm that dad when my daughter fell on her face for the first time when she was two and she had a little bit of blood, I like thought I was dead. I was like, oh my, I'm, and my wife's like, suck it up, she'll be fine. You know, I, I didn't become a, a PA or a medical doctor for a reason. I just, you know, <laughs> just not that guy. And, and just to know to know what I could do. So when our, our friend's kid was battling chronic constipation, it was colicky, we knew exactly what to recommend and the baby was like better in 20, 30 minutes. Like that kind of stuff is, is life-changing. Yeah. Saves you time. Who wants to sit around in the hospital for five, six, seven hours and they're going to say, okay, just take this and you're out the door. Like, again, I, I, I don't want to, sh- and to your point, I don't want to shame anyone mm-hmm. for not knowing something, but I want to encourage you that Literally, like this physician said, maybe a lot of the things that you're going to the doctor for, you can take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, there's some learning to do, and maybe you want to join our journey to regaining control, not only of your health, but your life with this, I call it this essential oil lifestyle. It really does. It gives you a lifestyle approach. It absolutely does. And that's, and that's the mindset is that we need to have is that, you know, I, I think with that being said, I, I love and, and I, I absolutely am, you know, totally appreciative of the fact that we live in the state of healthcare that we have. I mean, like to know that doctors are out there saving lives, mm-hmm. literally, interventional cardiologists are saving lives, even as we speak right now. You know, for people who have died of heart attacks a couple hundred years ago, they're saving people's lives right now. And so yep. I love the fact that we have that sort of medical capability in our in our society. But yes, a lot of these regular, you know, almost like, I don't want to call them run of the mill, but like typical complaints or typical issues that people will come up with in their life to know that you can actually do something right then and there to actually start helping your body heal itself and helping your body on its, on its path to its own wellness. Yes, absolutely. I mean, like this is something that I, as a healthcare provider have been opened up to and my mind has been expanded to know that we can take 
those choices to have a healthier lifestyle every single day. It's a paradigm shift. And that's one of the things I fell in love with you about, Frank, was that like, like we've talked before, what is a doctor? A doctor really is a teacher. A doctor mm-hmm. is someone who teaches you not to need them, essentially. Like, look, I'm going to walk you through what you need to do. And, and that has to be shifted. Yep. And it's that relationship. And folks, I would encourage you to find a medical provider who will support that, will support you on your mission to really regaining your control so they take their proper role which is not prevention, by the way. Their proper role is treatment. Their proper role is emergency. Their proper role is to be there when you absolutely need them to be. And the guide, if they, you need a little bit of guidance here or there, yeah. but not to enable you for every single thing to come in and, and it ends up being run-of-the-mill scripts for all these different things. So there are, there are more and more physicians right now and PAs and RNs and people who get this and it, it, I'm telling you, it's like an underground movement. What's that, that, that new show, Amsterdam or something? There's a new show right now. Um, you know what I'm talking about? I, 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 I saw. It. Yeah, it's about this rogue medical director from this hospital who's like, we're going to get people well. And I don't care what it's going to be. I don't care what the insurance says. Like, I actually haven't seen an episode yet. I saw a commercial of it. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. You know, this, this, and, and he fired people. Like he actually on the commercials, it was it was brilliant. And he goes, everyone is part of the cardiac whatever wing. Um, raise your hand, and like you're fired, like immediately. And he goes, anyone that prescribes and performs surgeries and aren't necessary here are no longer welcome. And wow. this whole wing, right? Yeah. Five six people, doctors gone. And of course, this is a fake story, but it's based on on something true. Yeah. So that's where we're at now. I mean, this is mainstream, like. NBC TV now, primetime. Like this is the message, folks, that TV is starting to propagate because I'm telling you, Hollywood isn't stupid. Hollywood and the big companies out there and the media companies supply what is demanded. That's all that they do. And there is a demand for this type of information. There is a demand for this hope. There is a demand for people to see a hospital that does what's right for the sake of doing right, not for the sake of money. And that's exactly what this show is about. And I was like, how cool. And again, I can't speak to the show at all. All I know is a commercial really moved me. And what really moved me was the fact that we're starting to see more movies. We're starting to see more documentaries. We're starting to see, again, this TV show. We're starting to see big box stores embrace this stuff. It's like this is where we are at. And something you'll appreciate, you know, as a marketer, Frank, is that marketing, third-party marketing agencies, research institutions have predicted growth of exponential growth of the essential oil consumption industry through the mid-2020s. What does that mean? They ain't going away, y'all. Like, it's going to get fever pitch in the next five, 10 years to, to the point where it's global. And at a place where I hope that the demand will be there that only the companies that sell real pure essential oils are going to survive and all the other companies just fall because that's going to be the demand and the consumer is going to be so savvy. They're going to be able to sniff out the fakes really quick, literally, pun intended. They're going to sniff out the fakes really easy and it's going to put a social demand. And hopefully there will be some sort of intervention that the fake will not even be allowed to be marketed anymore. Sure. That'd be great. And not that I want any more re- regulation from big gov or big pharma, but it would be nice to know that these are not allowed on the market. 
No, no. I, I, you know, there's only one piece, if I could hit the rewind button about 45 seconds that I wanted to make sure that I say another quick sound bit for you guys is that I was, uh, I was at a really great conference uh, here uh, where we live in the Asheville, North Carolina area. And, uh, and there was a statistic shown that said the amount there was a, I think it was either Medscape or maybe a PubMed, PubMed article that said, from however many folks, unfortunately, that number escapes me, but it said on a, on a simple survey, how many people in America, and they got a sample population of Americans, to say that their primary care physician should be the one that speaks to them about diet, right? And we can talk about this. We can make it anything. You can make it diet. You can make it how to get better sleep, how to, how to, how to work out the appropriate way, whatever you want to say. 85% of people said that yeah. that doctor should be a teacher. Yeah. How funny is this that the same physicians then that they actually interviewed and said, how many of you feel that you are adequately trained on actually providing that information to your patients? And the number was 15%. Yep. So guys, we need to have this patient centered concept with our healthcare providers. You know, there is a two way lane highway going on right now that their information, because they're very well trained, have wonderful experience but we also need to be able to bring to the table, I've looked at this in terms of nutrition. I've looked at this in terms of essential oils. You know, think about this because, you know, I don't even think um, as, a, as a certified physician assistant, I was not trained on any type of integrative healthcare. I had to learn this stuff out of my practice. You know, or if I had to go into a practice where I was actually learning it and talk to a lot of people. So, no, seriously, thank you for that because it's really true. I mean, like, you need to make sure that you are very well versed and get with those individuals who are going to help you in this journey. And it really is a community effort. You know, it takes a it takes a it takes a small village. All right, yep. it always takes a village. So. Um, with that being said, why don't we, you know, once again, we'll, st- we'll kind of finish off where we started, Dr. Z, um, to close this thing out is that I really want you to know that his book is absolutely available. Um, his website, once again, is DrEricZ.com. And uh, please go on there. I love, his, I love the way that your blog is laid out. It's got really great uh, topics on there. It has uh, this wonderful section for Mama Z as well. Uh, that has like some different types of uh, ways to use essential oils in your kitchen. You know, a lot of people, we didn't talk about that, but you can use your essential oils in the kitchen to help flavor and spice things and, and cook and everything like that. And, uh, you know, his website is DrEricZ.com. There's a link on there to take you directly to go get his book, The Healing Power of Essential Oils. But if you, uh, you want to just go one step further and just get that book, go to Amazon, type in Healing Power of Essential Oils, and you will be brought right to where you can purchase this book. And now it's in paperback, is it not? Right? It's not just print. It's now in paperback. Oh, yeah. Yeah, audio, paperback, everything. Yeah, so oh, yeah. whatever everything. way, because I'm an audio learner, so maybe I'll uh, I'll have to get the audible version of your book as well. Who reads it? Do you have an audible version? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know who reads it? Is it you? I wish. No, the next one. Um, it, it, that's a daunting task, by the way, and I look forward to it. it it's, you have to fall in love with your microphone for a couple of days and just, I would agonize over each word. But the next book, The Essential Oils Diet, my wife and I are committed to reading and we're just going to have to ah, just do it. And I love that, but no, no, it's some guy um, that did NPR stuff and, and we interviewed, I forget his name, but I mean, I should know his name. Yeah. I mean, 
meet him. But yeah, just some guy with this really cool voice. I'm like, okay, <laughs> we'll take him. Yeah. But yeah, I'll have to send you one, Frank. I got a bunch at my house. But um, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you so I mean, really just so much for being true to who you are. Again, I've only known you for a few years, but you've been consistent. And I appreciate that because, um, you know, we live in a world of inconsistency and we live in a world where a lot of people just chase after the next shiny object and changing their message based after what's after popular and something that you and I resonate with. We haven't really changed. I mean, it's just, we are who we are and, and, you know, God is the same yesterday, today and forever. And however, maybe our messages might be tweaked because we learn and we're educating ourselves, but our core, who we are, our mission, our values, the main purpose of what we do is not going to change and so i just thank you for that and for your stability and you know for 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 being just just to lead up your household in such a way because you're you know the ritz household's a powerhouse man and you guys are just fantastic so it's just you guys are lovely well we appreciate the same for you and i echo everything for you guys it's wonderful to see you all um you know with all the different talks that you do and all the different products that you've been creating and then really just loving on each other you know thank you as well to you for being such a uh just a inspiring and shining light you know to how a a family in uh one of the suburbs of good old atlanta georgia can actually be such a beacon to the rest of the world so we really appreciate you guys as well and I can't thank you enough. This has been such a great talk, and uh, and I look forward to being able to work with you in the future to just continue to build this community of like-minded folks who are just looking for, you know, their, to take charge of their their health and their well-being. That's awesome, man. You're the All best, right. brother. You're the best. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and make it a great day. All right. Y'all take care now, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We hope to see you guys and hear you guys again on our next one. Take care now.